and we are live hi guys i am your host david and welcome to an episode of the nigerian sports fan podcast i'm your host <laughs> i'm your host david anyways um we're doing a champions league um review today um the results went the way i wanted or i expected aside just one the bayern munich game other than that um i was happy with the way the chelsea game especially when i mean you all if you're a regular listener you know i do not like chelsea um, everybody knows that so i'm happy that they and their misfortune i always celebrated their misfortune as they would as they've always been doing when it came to spurs um some interesting um clashes um in the bus in the game between atletico and manchester city i mean um first of all between savage and no felipe got sent off then savage got in then savage had won with grealish in the in the um in the dress like in that road to the dressing room something like that yeah under the in the dugout yeah on the tunnel yeah the tunnel then um now big story today we'll be talking about multiple things i, I think i probably want to make the big story a lot more spontaneous right? just, just not just talking about one thing but specifically today we'll just talk about multiple things um in other news you know um conte has covid um there's some interesting developments that have happened in general i mean Mwepo also making some comments you know in the game coming up between Spurs and, Br- and Brighton this weekend, and then also I want to talk about the, the hypocrisy. I saw, I saw a bit of hypocrisy during the Champions League, probably hypocrisy in general. But I'll talk about it a lot more. I don't want to talk about it while I'm talking about the game. I'll just focus on the game and then talk about these ones after. But without further ado, let's get into this episode. Okay, let's start with some Champions League games and let's start with the Liverpool versus Benfica game. Now, Liverpool in this game, obviously a weak inside, probably because the tie was already done and dusted in the first leg um, over in Portugal. And then, um, you know, Liverpool's fielding a weak inside, kind of understandable. Now, the goals, um, two goals from Firmino, then the goal came from the same person who scored the header, probably in the same situation, a corner kick and then a header. Konate, Ibrahima Konate. And, that, and Firmino scored two goals, and it was really good goals from Firmino. Why I call them good goals? Listen, I'm not. I'm. I'm a, as a football fan as I am, I like goals that people people call it tappings, but it's not. It's really, it's really dumb to call it tappings and just just to downplay it because you want to see a scream all the time. No, it, that kind of goal means that he he positioned himself in the right way and his movement was so good it was able to be there at the right time to roll the ball into the net. Players, players who master the art of beating the outside trap, they are dangerous. They are more dangerous than the ones who score long rangers. I would argue that because no matter how you set an outside trap, you know this one will just find a way to sneak through. You know, and and it's um remember of Zagi at the time. You know, really good at it. Was one of the masters of that beating the outside trap. Was one of the masters of it. And I'm not saying Firmino is a master of it, but the two goals that he scored was really was a perfect example of that this is. Yeah, and this is not something that happens overnight. It's something that requires a lot of work, work and work. I think Cavani is also someone who also, who also knows how to do it. You know, it requires a lot of work. You have to work real hard, practice and practice to beat the offside trap. First goal could have easily been offside, but um, Otamendi's um, le- um, right leg playing him on. Then the second one also from also a corner and then a free kick and then played in and Firmino scored it scored the goal and then she to be fair even for the fact that i am not really i mean I, I do sort of have a soft spot for liverpool but a lot of their fans do annoy me um so sometimes i sort of tend to enjoy their music. i mean the way the fans really tend to behave towards hurricane most of the time it's one of the reasons why I, I tend to get annoyed with them and but anyways that's not why we're here we're here to talk about the football match and 
I do have, I do like Firmino as as a player. I really do. Even I think when he first joined from Hoffenheim, I do sort of you know observed and I said, okay, I feel like he could he could do things for them. Especially looking at the profile he came as and coming, I think he came in as an attacking midfielder, like behind the striker kind of player. And then Klopp coming in and being able to re- arrange him into like a force nine, this force nine role, and him scoring. Then look at the fact that even last season where he had a, sh- a barren run where he could struggle. We know he's not a, a, an original striker. He's not what we call a normal proper number nine. However, you know, but Firmino plays his role really well. And in that game yesterday, he was really good. Was it yesterday on Tuesday? He really did perform his role really well. And then yeah, that's what we we, we got from, from Firmino. So now what eventually happened? Because at the time when it was three goals up, what happened after that? Trust me, Liverpool were not ready for that. They weren't ready because Benfica scored. Now, obviously, the first goal against the run of play, um, Ramos, you know, scored, had the ball and ball came to him, ball came to him and then he scored. Allison. That was 3-1. Then for 3-2, it was almost ready for offside. Now, the first one was almost ready for, almost ready for offside, though. The second one also, the same. And then the third one from Nunez. Now, I want to talk about Nunez. The second one from Nunez was really good. Now, I want to talk about the finish, the way he finished that goal from Nunez, right? The way he opened his body, lo- body up and then he played it into the net, right? The curl. The way it's so difficult. Now, that was almost real for outside, the goal from Nunez, because of the person who originally who assisted him. Was probably not, and then I probably see VR just wrote the line and found out that he wasn't. But it's the goal from Nunez, the way he took that ball, right? It wasn't easy. And most of the players will take that one is going out wide. And this is where some people are probably and in this week he has been linked to Chelsea, he has been linked to Man City. Sorry, Manch- um, Manchester United rather. And the fact that he has, you know, that game yesterday sort of raised his stock. I'm not saying increase his price because the price tag on him so far is 75 to 80 million. That's the price tag they've put on him at the moment. I would say, listen, that listen, man, Nunez. Him scoring that sort of because when these people saw the price tag this week, we were like, mm, man, you know. But that I won't say just the goal because he scored another goal later. The performance in that game sort of makes people say, okay, maybe he's worth that amount. Especially when you look at the amount of money that um, Diaz went for, and then even for a striker and his age, you know, it's not easy to see strikers especially for that price. Go to see the striker. So it's it's not and Darwin Nunez he scored in the other game in the game in Portugal. He scored even against Ajax. So he has been on the scoring run. It's not like it's a fluke or anything. So he scored the one goal Benfica scored in Portugal. He was responsible for the goal. And Darwin Nunez, this is the first time I heard of him. I heard of him when Sports went to sign Vinicius Junior back in twenty the summer of twenty twenty. Summer of twenty twenty yeah. Mourinho was the manager and Sports went to get on that striker and they ended up signing Vinicius, and when Spurs signed Vinicius Jr. on loan, um, Benfica ended up signing Darwin Nunez from Amaria as their striker. So it probably took a lot of some time for him to build up his form. And then, although he was scoring for them when they were in the Europa League, but he was building up his form, and then he finally, you know, built himself up to this guy. He still, he still, he still has a lot to learn. But the fact that some, some of these finishes are quite natural. Even the goal against Ajax, I saw that one. It was like the last minute when they won 3-2 at um, in Amsterdam. That particular goal, the way he took that goal also, I won't say it's quite, not quite similar to this boy. It's more like the way he opened up his body, body up and then, you know, put pass into the net. And then this one's even more difficult. So I really want to say kudos to him. Yeah, and unfortunately, he had a, he had a goal. Finally, he was really for offside. He was almost lucky, but he was really offside, well offside with this one. Probably has a lot to learn in that one. And prior to that goal being scored, I, w- I would say it was a mistake from the 
one of the his teammates who didn't pick out his run because he made a run at first before he got entered the side position. When he was making that run, he was passing. I expected like an instant pass to Darwin to just you know roll into the net, and then it was already too late by the time the ball came in, and then he passed. So it was already ruled out. And you, know, but still, Benfica gave a good account of themselves. They didn't just come in and just lie down and just take take, take a beating. They just played their game. Gave uh, Liverpool a game on the game on the day, and it was really cool. Now you could argue it was a weekend tie from Liverpool. Yeah, depends on what you, how you want to look at it. But Liverpool got the job done, and yeah, six four on aggregate, Liverpool qualifying. And then um, the next um, Liverpool will in the semi-finals, and they they will be facing Villarreal. And Villarreal, on the other hand, faced Bayern Munich. <laughs> Man, you just now listen. Prior to that game, and even even me also, right in the first leg. Villarreal won that game 1-0. Now, probably should have won it 2-0. I don't know if I said it my last but I said it, I probably did. And then, I can't remember if I said it, but I probably did. Um, I said, listen, I, I felt that by them scoring one goal, I felt it wasn't safe for Villarreal. But what most people would think is a fluke because uh, it's a way. Because Liverpool, I mean, I, okay, I think I said it, yeah. Liverpool, oh, sorry, Bayern Munich faced Salzburg and it was 1-1 in the first, first leg. One one first half and, and when Salzburg came to Bayern to Germany and they were really annihilated like seven one so I was probably might expecting and Nagelsmann in, in his comments he was sounding really confident like listen to better they would have beaten them up but the fact pointing along those lines that you know sort of talking in a manner where we are going to annihilate these guys and Villarreal gave a good on themselves because they really played well yes they were bombarded by Bayern Bayern obviously at home but they really gave Bayern a game I mean. Muller probably should have scored his goal, but this was some. And um, while the game was going on, I saw a tweet from a coach. There's a coach. He tweeted and he said, like, "Listen, I he think Sane should be Sane should be moved to the left wing." And uh, it sort of makes a lot of sense because Zane at Man City played on the left wing. Now, in that left winger hogging the touchline, that kind of play, person. What, I I I I I do sort of understand where he's coming from. Him being better as a left winger, not really as an inverted winger kind of inverted winger. He sort of struggled because I observed where he could, he would beat. He I saw one situation where he beat the left back of um, Villarreal, and then he was trying to make a cross, and then he cut inside and put a cross in. Although Mueller ended up heading it wide, but that's probably something that I felt like that cross would have been better delivered if he delivered it on the, from the and he got to the byline and played it across. Maybe Mueller facing the goal instead of Mueller turning his head back and trying to redirect it and probably playing it across the goal. So I felt like he probably should have maybe alternated with um, Kingsley Coman on the left wing and instead of cutting it, I don't know, but I feel like it's it's still good for um, Villarreal that Villarreal held their own and then the die last minute, not really the last minute, but close to the last minute, around the 80 something minute, close to the 90th minute. Um, there was a cross, and um, our Nigerian boy brother Chukwuezis ended up scoring the equaliser and making it 2-1 on aggregates on the night, and then effectively leading to Villarreal qualifying. Now Villarreal versus Liverpool in the semis, interesting. Now obviously I'm I'm going to prefer Villarreal to win because I do not like Liverpool. <laughs> I mean I'm going to prefer Villarreal to win obviously, and Villarreal on the ninth facing um, Liverpool on, in the semis. Very interesting. That, you know, most people with default will say, "Oh yeah, Liverpool are definitely winning this one," which is, you know, it's logical if you're wrong with that position, because let's be real, Liverpool are the better side. You know, in a better run, have more experience at this stage of the competition. I think this is the first time in how many years? Probably more than ten years. Villarreal in the semis, because I remember Villarreal making the semis. Was it under Pellegrini? Pellegrini. It was Pellegrini, and just just when Villarreal were the team. So. It's not like he doesn't. They don't. 
so it's not like it's, it's not like you are wrong if you think Liverpool are gonna win this game. I mean, it's normal for Paul to just as admit and as you know to just run to the favourites and say, yeah, they're gonna win this game. Villarreal do kind of hold their own, and the fact that Emery has assembled this side with probably a lot of Premier League rejects. Um, Aurier, although I don't think Aurier played. Aurier from Spurs, who was literally released. Uh, Wang Foyt also literally released. Uh, Francois Kukolan from Arsenal release Etienne Capu from Sports release but obviously to Watford they from Watford to Villarreal um Lo Celso on loan they're effectively on loan and Spurs possibly probably never returning back to Spurs which I would even support you know I'm happy that he's probably is uh, impressing enough we're not seeing his assist numbers though it's mostly, mostly pre-assist we see but you know when we watch Lo Celso play we don't really see his end product and that's where it was worrying for me I mean surely at least you'll be able to produce something assist there's and listen people say well, Lo Celso is doing well yeah but when the numbers are pulled up, what's there? You know, we don't see assists, we don't see anything. They will say you have to see him play. Well, the kind of position he plays, he's probably like an advanced one. And we also saw him play at sports where he wasn't really convincing. So I don't really think, I don't really understand where this energy of, oh, get him back is coming from. So you have to accept that some players didn't work out, you know, at your club. Anyway, as I was saying, Dan Juma, obviously, also from Watford. Sorry, Bournemouth. I think he was he was even relegated with Bournemouth. You know, and I was even surprised he ended up ended up at Bournemouth at the time when he, when he was signed because he was was really sort of rated. People do did rate him, and then you know I felt like eventually he was going to move on from Bournemouth, and he did, and he's playing well at um, Villarreal. Now how Villarreal got there, obviously they won the Europa League and then the United final. And I even saw a tweet from one of all these ex one United fan, I think it was United fan, where he said said stuff like, oh. Um, he thinks that oh look at Liverpool's past the Champions League um, final Benfica um, is it no there's a club I forgot club he mentioned first is it Porto Benfica and uh, Villarreal right that's a Europa League group and now somebody like somebody remind this guy how Villarreal got there they got there by beating United in the final of the Europa League so them being in the Champions League is probably like it's it's even funnier that you're trying to tweet it and trying to dunk on Liverpool <laughs> when you literally couldn't even win the Europa League over Villarreal who were who you, a side who Man United were clearly better than you know well yeah, that's just what we have to, to to face but anyways I'm done I think um, congratulations to Villarreal um, I didn't expect them to do it I just wanted to knock out Bayern Munich I, I, I think they did well by knocking out Bayern Munich and congratulations to them I hope they put up a good fight against Liverpool in the semis and give us an interesting game Um, yeah so let's go to the Manchester City game Manchester City well, let's go Madrid. Uh, Manchester City winning this one on aggregate one 0 and why it was new new like the new new game. There's really not a lot to talk about. There's really not much to talk about in terms of. I don't really like talking about chance creators. I really like to see some end product, and we didn't really see that on the night. However, I don't know Madrid missed a lot of chance, but I want to talk about the play Man City tried to conserve the game. We got to point where Man City, I think Madrid were on the front foot and they were really giving Man City a game, and. I, I think there's one there's one thing we have to also look at, right? The commentary of the game, the commentary, I I noticed something's wrong with it. Um the comment obviously maybe it's because it was an English commentary from BT Sports. But a bit of, because if you look at the, the I want to talk about the scuffle. The scuffle in that game. Oh let's talk about let, let's just talk about it in a big story. I really talk about the hypocrisy. I want to, I want to highlight the hypocrisy and some other stuff, but I'll talk about it a lot more in that detail. But anyways, um interesting um events happened in the game. Um, sort of some tunnel um, scuffle. We had uh, Savage was being held back from Grealish, you know, and then Grealish was also, you know, but I think if you let them at it to fight, I don't think they'll be able to 
I don't look at footballers as fighters. Obviously, there are footballers who are really about their life, who are really strong and you know, could really put up a fight. But looking at those two, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Savage against Grealish. I mean, come on. Let's <laughs> be real. It's only going to be one winner. <laughs> but I just found it really interesting that they're really going about to go that way in terms of you know the physical going back. But anyway, let me just talk about it anyways. Um, there was a scuffle at the end of the game. Um... What happened? What got to Felipe got sent off at the end of the game. Um, I I think he was dumb from Felipe because what got him sent off was really stupid. I mean, it was a good tackle. Then it was like a kick out on Foden, and then Foden was rolling on the floor, obviously outside of the throwing. Now Foden rolled back into the pitch, into the into the pitch, right? Now that's obviously a, a tactic from Man City versus the waste time because the longer he's there. Just to run down the clock, which is logical, probably destabilize Atletico Madrid, and then Savage pushed him out because Savage saw him and went there and dragged him off the, off the pitch, and then he got a yellow card for it, obviously, because the probably saw he was kicking out at fourteen, and the commentator, I, I was I was really irritated by the, the way commentator made their comment, making it look like Savage was a villain here. Savage was just pulling him off the pitch, right, and then the commentator said he was giving that Savage, and I like I can see with my eyes that Savage is trying to take him off the pitch because he's entering the line to waste time. Remember, if it was, but it's just what we just tend to to see from a lot. Maybe it's because it's the home. I understand them wanting to side with the English side, but I don't get to see that when it's sports playing. That's why so I just feel like it's, it's dumb. It's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Maybe they just probably have their tongue up the asses of Man City. Oops, sorry for my language, but let me let me. Maybe it's just because we've seen how the media tends to really glorify a lot of things Man City does. So maybe they have their they have their favorites basically, you know. And when it, when it's sports, they tend to not really they tend to ignore they tend to not really go down that route when it's sports. It's not really fair. And I'm just, they're not to, but that's just they're not concerned. That's why I just really have a problem with the way that thing was being. That's why I'm not really going to agree with it when they say it's more of an English thing, and that's why they're siding with the English side. Mm, nah, it's not really not it for me, man. It's not really enough. Excuse me, but um, this guy made some good saves. Um, Ederson, Ederson made some good saves on the ninth, and I will also say Oblak also made some good saves. But it was most like Atletico Madrid. I feel like Atletico Madrid. Um, they were questioning Atletico Madrid and saying the way they play and stuff like I felt like Atletico Madrid, the way they played in the first leg, made a lot of sense. The second leg, probably was their plan was to just come give Man City a game in the second leg, and unfortunately it didn't work out. And you know, it is what it is. You know, it's just one of those things that you just have to just take on chin and accept. Yeah, but it is what it is. I good results from Man City. Man City were just there to do the job and then just see out the game one nil. And the one nil win on aggregate also they needed just to qualify. When they saw that the game was beyond them, they just had to hold their own and see out the game. Yeah, and then um, nothing much to talk about this game. A nil nil draw at the end of the day. And um, yeah, let's look at the potential opponents of Man City. And that'll be Real Madrid. Uh, Real Madrid qualifying on the ninth. This is my favorite. This is my favorite game of the of the of the last of the two of the last two days. Because Chelsea got knocked out. I mean, come on. It was, it was a beautiful delight. I mean, my WhatsApp status was banging on the night. <laughs> so, um, Le Mans did now. Chelsea going to this game. Needed to win 3 0 on the aggregate. No, 3 0 on the night to qualify. Chelsea needed to win 3 0. Now, winning 2 0 was enough to go into the extra time. But 3 0 on the night was enough for them to, to qualify. Right? And Chelsea got 3 0 eventually. Obviously, they had a goal rear for offside for handball from Alonso. But Werner scored the third goal. Now the first goal, obviously, first goal was from um, um, ah Jesus Christ, forget who scored the first goal. Can you imagine? The second goal was from Rudiger. The third goal, no, third goal from Rudiger. 
And the second goal, I don't know, no, second goal was from Rudiger, third goal from Werner. And the first goal, I'm, I hope I'm not mixing it up. But now, what I want to talk about in this game is the um, Benzema scoring, yes. But the first goal was from Rodrigo. That was when he came 3 1. That was forced to extra time. Now, I was a bit upset when he was 3 0 because I was like, ah, Chelsea fans are really going to you know, blow up my WhatsApp DMs and everything. And I was like, fine. Oh, God. And then Rodrigo scored. Now, Modric scoring that goal. Modric scoring that goal. Sorry, um, Rodrigo scoring that goal was an assist from Modric. And it was, it was Travella. Travella, right? Whichever you pronounce it. Travella, Travella, Travella. Anyone. Now people are saying it's a Modric. Oh, what? An, I, when I now I didn't watch the the, the the assist in real time, so I watched the highlights of the game, right? And then I saw the part like no, not highlight general, but I, on Twitter I saw the clip of the Modric. I was like, wait, because when I, people were like, what an assist from Modric! Wow, everybody was clapping, you know. I'm like, what's going on? Then I saw the clip. I was like, there's nothing special about this. I mean, surely it is, but it's not something that we've not seen before. That when I say it's not special, it's it's not something we've not seen before. You know, we're not going to pretend like Ricardo Charisma didn't make this his trademark. I mean, there are multiple goals of Charisma scoring with this particular move. So, where is it? Where? What are we talking about? Are we trying to say that, oh, it's a Modric move? It's not. I mean, he has done it for years. Well, it's not. It's more of a... I mean, come on. Seriously? And then, you know, a lot of people try to push the narrative of, oh, it's a, it's a Modric move. And then, nah, nah, let's... Don't let your recency bias, you know, get ahead of you here. Okay? There's an OG of this thing. Charisma. There's a 2018 World Cup. The 2016 euros charisma did it in those two i think it's yeah so let, let's be real man and and, and and it's it for me anyways um i'm happy that chelsea got knocked out very very happy i will i'm all i'm so happy they got knocked out don't let you i can't begin to explain how happy i am they can sit sit their asses at home and then i hope they got knocked out of the fa cup by crystal palace um i hope they get and then obviously they're not gonna win the league obviously they already have two cups already and um, super cup and the club world cup but still, you know, I like their fans. Where their fans bigged up their team, and then to get disappointed in the season, I would love them to experience it. And um, yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's lovely. That that's it for me basically. And also, yeah, forget Chelsea have um, some people want to beat for their club. I think the Rickets, right? I would love the Rickets to cover Chelsea um, because the Rickets. I think Chelsea fans are protesting against them against the, the takeover by the Rickets. Well, I think I would love it since they hate hate them. I think they'll probably be run like the way sports are run. Will I, or maybe not even probably even worse than the way sports are run if because of the way people tend to because of the way the, that club I think the way they their um their ownership is it, I think they're not Chicago Bulls if I'm saying Chicago Cubs I don't know which of the teams they are owners anyways um happy for the teams that ended up qualifying um when we look forward to seeing a good semi um yeah good luck to everybody and then it is what it is um, I think that's all with the Champions League Roundup, and then let's go to our big, sto- uh, big story. Apparently, I'm thinking of changing that into another another name, maybe like my talk or my conversation. Anyways, I will when I get a new name of that for that segment, I will um, change it. Without further ado, I'll see you on my big story. Take care. Okay, welcome to our big story. Now this is gonna be really short and really quick because not a lot of things didn't really happen. Um, Antonio Conte, I'll start with Antonio Conte. So Antonio Conte has COVID, COVID nineteen, and then there there are reports that he, the Spurs expect him to be available for the touchline on, on the touchline on dugout on Saturday against Brighton. Um, 
Well, it was it was very scary though because we hope that the players didn't really get it, and then the fact that you know I think in but it's more of proof that the world has moved already, right? I think at the time in Kobe, I think you had near like ten days, and now over time, it was I think it was two weeks before fourteen days, then ten days. Now it's you know two days probably. You no, know, probably they say they expect him to be done. But anyways, I don't talk about um, COVID, but I hope he will be in the dugout by Saturday because let's be real, we need Conte on Saturday, especially in this run. Seven games to go in Champions League qualify for Champions League, seven games to go. Spurs need to continue their winning run, and Conte being in the dugout will be a very, very, very big, um, very, very important, very, very important for him to be in the dugout on Saturday. So I hope he gets recovered by that time. And then speaking of the game against Brighton, Mwepu, you know, Mwepu was making comments and saying. Was saying Arsenal they're gonna beat Spurs. Now this is where the big talking comes. And I don't understand. Everybody says Spurs are irrelevant. Spurs are not relevant. But everybody makes tends to want to put on their A game against Tottenham. So I want to understand a club that is irrelevant. Are you really gonna put in that some, that much effort to put your A game against them? And I find it a bit funny that everybody's trying to twerk for Arsenal. You know, <laughs> Wepu, If you really cared about Arsenal, you're trying to imply. Why did you score against them? Obviously, I'm, I'm joking though. It's been a professional though. But I understand the sentiment. Now, I mean, sports will have to come up with their A game on Saturday too. And it makes a lot of sense. You know, sports will always have to. Because a lot of teams tend to do it against sports. So, tend to want to step up their game. And I think sports should do what they have to do. So, the front three, we have to be on the front line, the midfielders, everybody. So, that's why I feel like we can't afford to lose Conte now. So, we need Conte to be in, in the dugout on Saturday. And then. Um, yeah, and then uh, I I just find it a bit I just find it really odd. I just find this comment really odd from Mwepu. But anyways, yeah, that's 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 it for me on that one. And then quickly I want to talk about the hypocrisy from English fans. So I want to do a lot more, talk a little bit more about um, the game, the Man City game. Now, during the week, I've already spoken about it already. So during the game against Man City, the Man City game, um, when the Man City Atletico Madrid game was going on, I was seeing a lot of tweets flying around. Oh, Atletico Madrid are anti-football and this i've always had an issue with football hipsters you know football hipsters people who these guys tend to believe football should be played in one way you know a certain way you know and it's fine but it doesn't mean that your way is universal and that's how everybody must play the game Atletico Madrid chose to play this way and then who are you to tell them they shouldn't play this way i mean they won't they are defending champions but till until somebody leaves that la liga Atletico Madrid are defending champions of la liga are you this style of play made them break the duopoly of Real Madrid, break the duopoly twice? If you have anything better, okay, fine, you take the reins and you manage it and break the duopoly. If this method is working for them, their ownership are fine with it. So, what the heck is your problem? I mean, they've won two La Liga titles in eight years, eight or seven, seven years rather. I'm sorry, but that's not easy to do. It is not in any way is easy to do, especially with Barcelona and Real Madrid having a stronghold, with spending the most money every year. You know, having the best, better players every year, and then these guys are doing. Nah, sorry, man, it's not easy. So I do not understand everybody. And the English fans, a lot of you tend to clap for Burnley. The, it's like the, I'm talking about even the pundits themselves. They tend to clap for Burnley. Oh, they're a tough side. You go away, with Burnley and Stoke back in those days too. They're a tough side. They leave one on you. They tackle. You know, the way they tend to play. I mean, a lot of people clapping, or clapping for Aston Villa too. So why on earth are you guys upset at Real Madrid the way they play that? Style? I thought you guys said the English league is the toughest league in the world. I mean, the Spanish team. Who tends, who plays the way most English teams are known to play, you know, traditionally. Uh, not all the time though, but in most English teams, and that most of them tend to clap off, clap for, and all of them are upset about it. I mean, sorry, the way they, they, they stop, and looking at the way Man City, are, and Man City are masters of tactical fouls. So I don't know where 
this morality is trying to this whole morality is coming from i don't understand where it's coming from it's supposed to me that is very very um synonymous with a lot of english fans i don't know where the morality is coming from but yeah, I, it's really funny to me it's really funny to me you know seeing them do do this but it's just the hypocrisy and then watching the commentary also trying to make a look like the bad guys and i'm happy that a lot of people can really see for themselves and say listen personally i like a look madrid though i really do and obviously you don't like you don't like your team to face them yes that is normal that means that they're a good side no matter how you want to look at it they're a good side the way they play is the way they know how to play now you can say oh simeone should leave the job he doesn't play attractive football if they play attractive football and then they tank and they go down you know go down to their level go down far low below their levels a lot of you are going to get upset going call for Simeone to get sacked probably even write hit pieces on him and everything he's doing what he knows how to do the way he wants to win and i'm seeing a lot of fans also complain you know say they want Simeone listen it's up to you you just have to be a hypocrite about it. a lot of sports fans hated Mourinho because they thought Mourinho's style of play was boring and the way he played the game right so it was not the Tottenham way but a lot of sports fans want Mourinho to, this probably some of those people with that faction would would be happy if Simeone is being you know called up you know to be, being the name that started to take over at sports before before Conte they would they were like oh we want Simeone and now you guys are criticizing style of you guys are, are i mean come on man you know stick to your side you don't really jump on <laughs> stick to your side don't be a hypocrite but yeah that's that's just it for me like i said i said this picture is not gonna be very very long a lot of things not really a lot happened you know and then it's probably more football talk so on monday i'm sure we'll have a bigger story to talk about um or, and, and i'm really looking forward to changing the name of this segment but until um, then it's, it's gonna be quite a big story see your host david um take care bye